and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX Feedbacks Podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. I am joined by two of my favorite people, of course. Uh, we'll get to this maniac in a second. Over there on that side, it's my vice mayor, your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. And of course, it's our comptroller uh, the, himself, the one and only Patty Plantain. Patrick Lyons, come over here. It feels so good it's to be a part of the PHNX Diamondback sandwich. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, I, I, well, it comes like hero bread. Are we still doing that? Yeah, I don't, no, no. I haven't no. gotten the emails oh, anymore. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Max will come in here and scream at us right now. But uh, I will say that it is very great to have Patrick here. Uh, and I thought we, I thought, did we like change the locks when Patrick left? Like, I thought we were, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it took him a little while to get back in the building. Yeah, how does it feel to be the second? person Derek has kissed sitting in that exact spot. I, mean, like, I just am glad Jesse, I've gotten a smooch. Jesse I'm good Jr. with that. doesn't count really, but of course that's a whole other thing. Um, of course, uh, we do have a lot to discuss. We were out there at spring training again. It's beautiful. Love it being out there. Uh, we did have some more information in regards to, uh, you know, the situation we spoke about yesterday, which was uh, Ken Kendrick's comments in regards to this, the stadium and the Diamondbacks not staying there. There were some people very unhappy with us about that clip that no. we put out there. Uh, <laughs> as if we forced Ken to say the words that came out of his mouth. But those words did, in fact, come out of his mouth. And I don't really think that they were, uh, like, misinterpreted. But at the same time, we all kind of understand. And, and I think that's the point Jesse and I were trying to drive home yesterday, which is we don't really think the Diamondbacks are going anywhere. And, and in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that his comments yesterday meant anything other than, like, uh, I the best way I could put this, and I hope my wife's not watching right now. But like when you're in a relationship and you're like, you know, there's other girls out there. There are really no other girls out there. You're just saying that because you want some of the power back in the relationship, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that that's a pretty decent analogy. I think. Um, <laughs> Look, there's a there's a negotiation strategy that that goes into it, and at some point it has to get unveiled. Yeah, yeah was it a bummer that it's on the day that you have the first full squad practice? Sure, but it was bound to happen. And for them, yeah. they might be really pleased when it did happen. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, Derek Hall was on Arizona Sports Today, and he said, I could see why it would become a headline. And it did. <laughs> uh, and then he went on to explain further that they have no they have no intentions at all of even dis starting discussions with, with anybody that would involve the Diamondbacks moving anywhere else. It's just, again, like we spoke about yesterday, the reality of the situation, right? The Diamondbacks do have a lease. When it's up, if they haven't, if they, if they don't feel like the deal is satisfied and that that is a, a facility that they want to continue to, you know, partner with Maricopa County and extend a new lease on, then they all have to look elsewhere, right? Uh, this this is a situation, by the way, where I feel like we've, uh, Ken, Ken got dinged up a lot on this, as Tori would <laughs> say probably here. Uh, and there are a lot of people I don't think that really understood the situation that think that it's Ken Kendrick asking for you know, public money or taxes or, or whatever, like it, it's just a matter of Maricopa County owns Chase Field, right? They are the owner. The Diamondbacks are the tenant. And at the end of the day, yeah. Maricopa County does have a responsibility here to uphold that building and to go in and fix things like electrical problems and, you know, uh, uh, problems with the structure itself. 
And I think that they should have a shared interest here with the D-backs to make that a better facility, right? Do they not hold concerts there that they themselves get the revenue from the concerts for, like Pink and Elton John and Billy Joel and all of this stuff? Like, It's not like the Diamondbacks are the only ones that have an interest in this building being a better building, right? So yeah. like, I will just say that this is uh, absolutely something that Maricopa County does have a responsibility to you know, kind of offer up. The Diamondbacks have done a lot of improvements themselves out of pocket so far. The sound system, the lights. Right. Derek is very excited about the lights. And when I say that, that's not me talking in third person. That's Derek Hall. Uh, we spoke today. I think you also are probably oh, I'm pretty ex- excited I'm, about I'm the lights. I'm fucking jazzed about the lights. But Derek <laughs> Hall specifically, like I brought up the sound system to him today and he was like, wait until you see the lights. Like he said it in a way that I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> let me have it, right? So uh, yeah, I mean, and they're, they're holding up, I feel like they're into the bargain here by by making those improvements and paying for them themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the big the big question here is, you know, are the Diamondbacks being reasonable in trying to secure some public funding in order to assist with these renovations? And, you know, that's a bit of a loaded question, depending on, you know, your perspective on how, you know, these situations should work out. But the precedent is, is that, yes, it, it is a reasonable ask in that, you know, just a few months ago, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, came to an agreement on uh, extensive stadium renovations where they're receiving $500 million in public funding. Uh, I'm not and that's sure. a newer ballpark. Then. And that's a slight, yeah, Chase slightly Field, right? newer ballpark. 2001 is when American Family Field originally opened. There's also, you know, there have been a number, uh, a few of these deals that happened recently. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles also, uh, just, a, just a few months ago, $600 million in public funding that apparently is being released through this deal to them. Uh, so, yeah, and, and from what we've heard, the Diamondbacks, are looking at a 400 to 500 million dollar project uh you know ken said yesterday that they are interested they are willing to invest hundreds of millions of dollars themselves so you know it looks like just kind of doing the rough math there the d-backs are probably looking for you know somewhere between like i don't know 100 million and 200 million something like that in public funding which is a lot of money i don't want to make it sound like 100 million dollars is nothing uh but you know compared to some of these deals that have been signed recently put into place recently uh, that is actually lower than than most of them. So, it, you know, if you're just looking from the perspective of what have these deals looked like in recent history, it, it is actually a reasonable thing for the Diamondbacks to ask. And it, so far, it just seems like the county, the municipalities, uh, you know, that be in place here in, in Arizona have not been, you know, willing to come to the table with that kind of money. And they're not asking for a brand new stadium either. That's the other thing, too. Correct. And you go, well, they're still asking for money, yeah. but they're not asking for a new ballpark. And, and Chase Field kind of isn't the same as... A lot of those other ballparks, you know, there's a lot more reverence from uh, for a place like Camden Yards. Even Progressive Field, a little bit, is one of those yeah. places yeah. that you know it's, it's not the one of the top ten, but it's still a really great stadium that people in Cleveland love. Chase Field doesn't have that same general ambiance, so they're just saying, "Look, let's kind of meet in the middle and let's just see if we can make some improvements." It really benefits everybody. And you cover a team that the ownership gets a lot of uh, reasonable hate at times, right? Yeah. A lot of reasonable <laughs> criticism. Um, and, and like this kind of turned everybody on Kendrick, it felt like, right. Uh, it, it felt like this, you know, this comment, it, which again, as much as he wanted to say, wasn't a threat, did very much come off as a threat. And it seems like it is a threat, um, is, you know, one of those things that has kind of thrust him into that position of once again, being an, an unliked owner. Is that, is that fair? And especially considering what this team has spent during the off season and done, is that, is that, 
Like, is, is that what happens when you make a comment like this publicly? I think so. It's like, is it a threat or is it just making it a little bit more obvious? Like there are options out there, you know, yeah. like I, um, I, I know for a fact that there uh, was one owner when, when trying to negotiate a certain stadium situation uh, in the last 25, 30 years, uh, made a phone call to the commissioner at the time. And the phone call was exactly this. Hey, what do you want? I just want to talk to you about Montreal. Oh, okay. What do you want to know? Nothing. Just want to say that we talked about Montreal. And so when they went into negotiations uh, with the city to talk about you know, the, the current situation, again, this is all private though, mm. uh, they were able to say, just so you know, I did talk to the commissioner about Montreal. Well, let's figure some things out. Yeah. And that situation ended up working out fine. Now, again, that's private, whereas this whole situation is public. Right. But that's just business right there. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what it is. It's business. Yeah. yeah. And I and I have to believe that, you know, if the Diamondbacks came out publicly with this information, you know, with whatever you want to call this, this what appears to be a negotiation tactic mm -hmm. saying the Diamondbacks have other options. It's probably a pretty good indicator that they've already told they've already told the county officials this privately. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've yeah, already yeah. tried that. They've already said privately, like we have other options that we could go to if you guys don't come to the table with the money that we're asking right. for, and that apparently didn't work. I mean, that's sort of what I'm led to believe. And so Ken Kendrick went public yesterday, and he said publicly, which is obviously a much bigger step to take. Um, you know, he took an enormous hit for it, uh, and you know understandably so diamondbacks fans coming off the world series the last thing they want to hear is their owner talking about the team moving to another place right yeah understand all of that uh but yeah i mean it again it looks like a negotiation tactic and uh you know there's certainly a lot of history with teams using negotiation tactics like this you know when you're not able to get the stadium funding that you want you say well hey i'm i bet i can so find someone in another state who will give me the funding true. i want it, it's and the, it works it's why it's so hard to negotiate for buying a car right now jesse because when you go to the <laughs> car dealership and you try to be like i'm gonna go somewhere else and buy it they're like I mean, good luck finding it. Yeah. Second of all, if you do, it's going to be the same price. So have yourself a good day, sir. Is this when a you want transition to come back, for come an ad read? No, no. For, it could be, but it's doing, not. You guys no. doing Carfox now? I mean, I <laughs> no, don't know. Free ad reads. Max is going to be so mad at you. Uh, but we do have good <laughs> D-backs news, and it's not all, nice. uh, of course, about the Diamondbacks relocating. Uh, <laughs> there was there were some good things from Derek Hall, including that the Diamondbacks have added 2,500 new season ticket holder accounts, which dates back. He said even during the playoffs, they were getting wow. people yeah. calling in and adding in. Uh, they're projecting for well over 2 million fans uh, this season at Chase Field, uh, and the Diamondbacks have not reached that many since 2019. I think with the way that things are laid out for this team, they have a chance to kind of blow some of their past attendance numbers away because a lot of yeah. people are very excited to come out. That $299 deal with the season ticket uh, pass That's awesome. is incredible, right? And I mean, the big thing is about getting people out to fill up that ballpark, right? It's, uh, again, not to keep uh, not to keep dumping on the Rockies, but it's what the frustration <laughs> is with some of the fan base in, in Rockies is that, like, they feel like they want to voice their displeasure with the ownership, but, but that stadium Field is stays, so, so dang nice. It's, it stays it's full. Just it help themselves stays from going full, there. Right? The Diamondbacks <laughs> have the, uh, the adverse problem of that, for sure. No, yeah, Coors Field is just recession-proof. And so if you're a good businessman, then business is going to be good. And, and the owner of the Rockies is a very good businessman in that way. He's not a terribly good baseball man. Right. And the Diamondbacks have to have good 
baseball men, baseball people in order to have what they were able to have in 2023 and going forward. Because if they don't have that, the fans are just not going to show up. Not the case yeah. in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, AJW. Yes. Go check that out. They do have that 299 season. It's pass. A crazy, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy deal. deal. Uh, but getting back to Kendrick, of course, um, he did say that his message to the team was a little different this year. And it's understandable. Like uh, even though Tory doesn't want to talk about expectations, uh, and wants to talk more about a standard, there are expectations, right? And the expectation now is that this team isn't just going to, you know, hopefully make the playoffs or, as we talked about last year, play meaningful games in September. The expectation is now that this is going to be a playoff contender. Uh, one last note on attendance. I just oh, looked, sorry. I just sorry. I just looked up and and saw that the Rockies were at two point six million last year in attendance, which is a number the Diamondbacks would be absolutely elated. That, but here's they, the thing. They, you know, but to be fair, it was their worst season ever. They had never lost one hundred and three <laughs> games. So to be fair, Jesse, hold on now. Hold on now. You're right. You're right. This was right. this was an exceptional season for for the Rockies. We shouldn't we shouldn't be lumping it in with the other. Uh, Arizona has never had a season that with two point six million. Right. Well, so, probably back so in the late nineties. The or Diamondbacks have. What do you think the di- in the Diamondbacks inaugural season, nineteen ninety eight? Throw me a number. What do you What do you think their attendance was for for one point five? Ah, one point five. I'd say around three, maybe three mil. Three point six million. Whoa. Three point six. Three point six million in the first building. year at Bankwin Ballpark. This past yeah. year, twenty twenty three, wasn't a terrible season for attendance for the Diamondbacks. They were at one point nine six million. They were at roughly half of what they did in 1998. That's how full that building That's was crazy. when it first opened. Uh, but yes, the Diamondbacks haven't been up at up at two million uh, since 2019. So getting getting back up there, you know, uh, Derek Hall talked about being well beyond two million as well. So I think there's a an opportunity here to maybe do as well as the D-backs have done in attendance. Maybe going back to, I mean, they haven't really been well over two million since 2008. That was the last mm. time they were at 2.3 or above. They were at 2.5 million back in 2008. So um, it'll be interesting to see see where that number ultimately lands. They're in a good sweet spot, I think, in a lot of ways because they've got so many guys on like option deals or going to be free agents after the 2024 season. So if things sure. aren't great and they just need to kind of tinker with some things, restructure, not rebuild, but just kind of they've got a good core there. But if they need to move some pieces around because – they, they don't have the success they did last year or just in the regular season, then they can kind of scale back a little bit. The core is still going to be there, add some pieces. And if things are great and if attendance really does ramp up, they'll still be able to add maybe even some bigger, better pieces during a free agent crop that's going to be really good after the season. I feel like there was too much negativity in what you had to say there. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It didn't. It didn't. It's in a worst case scenario. Yeah. Things are actually going to be pretty good. All right, that's what I'm saying. That's better. That's, that's what I'm better. saying. <laughs> um, back to Ken Kendrick's comments about those expectations. Sure. Uh, Kendrick had this to say. He said, "My thought about it is last year. I think we were hopeful playing October baseball this year. Uh, this year, I think we expect to play October baseball, and if we don't, we'll be disappointed. And I think a lot of fans would feel the same way about that." Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, I don't I don't know if this is a message that Tory himself would necessarily deliver. You you know, you talked no. about the difference between standard and expectations and whatnot. That's something Tory has really don't been Don't say preaching. the E word anymore. Yeah, yeah, apparently. <laughs> Tory doesn't say the E word, but everyone else does. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the yeah. uh, the sense that I've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, that was certainly a question I had for for Ken and Derek going in. 
uh, to yesterday was, you know, what are the expectations? What do you think are fair expectations for this team in 2024? Because, you know, the Diamondbacks lost the World Series, but I don't know if it's fair to put the expectations at winning the whole dang thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty... You have to or else... That's a, a really high yeah. bar for yeah, any... Yeah. That's a high bar <laughs> yeah. for the Dodgers. I mean, that that's a high bar for, for any team, no matter where you are. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that's a fair a fair place to, to put those expectations. If we don't make the playoffs, we'll be disappointed. That's something that we talked about on this show a couple months ago, thinking about what the expectations are for this team in 2024. Yeah, you got to make the playoffs. Once you get there, we saw last year, there's a lot of crazy things that can happen once you're in the postseason. Uh, but you got to get there. And that's, you know, that's something the Diamondbacks absolutely should achieve. In, in 2024. You definitely don't want expectational disappointment, right? ED yeah. is not good. So you tamp, <laughs> oh tamp, down, tamp down those expectations, right? You had something you had wanted to say. Go ahead. I did. Yeah, but after <laughs> that, I don't know. Get out of here. Uh, three. Three is the magic number. And I say that because three uh, is the number of National League teams that have repeated as National League champions in the last 50 years. Oh, yeah. And that is something that, that Ken Kendrick brought up. And, of course, that just shows – how hard that is to do right like mm -hmm. it's just not an easy thing to do when it comes to repeating and coming back because baseball's so random it's the reason why uh teams you know can't really become super teams in baseball and uh even when they do it might not work out for them obviously we hope it doesn't work out for the dodgers everybody at this table hopes that whether they want to admit it or not they all hope it deep down inside uh but ken kendrick was also asked about the dodgers spending and if he's frustrated with uh, the Dodgers spending. Um, now, he said, would we like to have uh, the economics that they have? Uh, which he loves that word, by the way, economics. Uh, of course. <laughs> but we don't. And I think we're trying to use the resources that we have as wisely as we can. And I think you all know we've made significant advances in terms of this money that we're investing in the team. And we did that because we feel we're at a place and at a time where we can be even more competitive. And I'm always willing to invest when that opportunity presented itself. And I think that's a smart way to look at it because there is no reason to, you know, to make the same mistakes of the past where they have gone out there and, and, and gone after a big free agent when, when the time wasn't right. The free agents that they added this offseason definitely like addressed weaknesses that the lineup and the starting rotation had. They didn't need to make any changes to the bullpen really because the bullpen you know, for those last two months last year were, were absolutely incredible. But we are going to talk about if this is the best roster that Tori Lavolo has ever had in his tenure as Diamondbacks manager. It's just you cannot say that uh, even even with those comments that were made, that Ken Kendrick and, and the front office didn't go out there, didn't improve this team, didn't also invest in Chase Field where – Again, they don't have to invest anything in that building right now, considering that they do not they, they do not know the future of staying in that building. But they right. still invested in that building. They invested in this team. And uh, what Elise said there, I think, is is what I feel the same. And she said back to back seasons with playoff appearances would be a huge step for this team. And I do feel like that uh, definitely is the case. Yeah, I, I was talking to uh, to another reporter today and I, I'm hearing I'm hearing more and more of the Diamondbacks becoming kind of a template for for other teams. Uh, there was a story from from Vinny Duber, our colleague over at, at CHGO, did an outstanding job writing about the Diamondbacks way and that being kind of a theme in White Sox camp, them trying to kind of embrace the Diamondbacks style of play on the field. 
Um, and I also I also heard it uh, apparently out of Cubs camp. There's talk of you know a pre looking at kind of what the Diamondbacks did last season. The fact that they didn't spend a whole lot of money. I'm sure Cubs fans would not be thrilled to see the Diamondbacks used as like a reason to not go out and spend. I, I don't think Cubs fans are going to be on board with that. Uh, but yeah, there was a, I believe it was the Cubs chairman who who went on the record and said he, he was really happy with what the you know really happy for what the Diamondbacks did last year. And, uh, you know, the reality that you don't necessarily have to spend a ton of money in order to win. So, yeah, in that sense, uh, you know, again, that fan base, maybe not too happy with the Diamondbacks <laughs> being used as, a, as an example in that way. But, you know, you have a team that, that wins 84 games. And, you know, last year they spent around $120 hey. million dollars wow. and they, they went all the way to the World Series. You want to be sustainable. And that's the biggest piece, right? Yeah. You, you can't do that if you're just spending like crazy. Well, you got to figure out who your core is. You can't just keep rebuilding and rebuilding. You have to understand who your core is. And there was a point where Mike Hazen understood that the core of this team was coming up from the farm system. And once these guys started to come up, these were the guys that became the everyday starters for this team. They knew that that was the case. He knew that's what he was building towards when he was handed this franchise. They had that year where they had the insane number of draft picks I think they had like they had the most in Major League Baseball. You seven know, of the top. Seven, yeah. Seventy some picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and so like, like that was when the rebuilding started. But yeah, of course, the Diamondbacks don't have the resources of the Dodgers. So the only way that they can build a successful team is through drafts. You know, drafting smartly, uh, trades, things like that, where they're going to bring these guys in, especially young guys that then they can bring up in their system and have become superstars here instead of that occurring somewhere else, right? And, it, or or paying those guys. Baseball yeah. does have that where you do have control over young players for a certain number of years before they become free agents. So even if you can't afford to pay them now because of the talent level that they're at, they still are stuck with you as a team for a number of years before they can move on. And so uh, a team that continues to build from within does have that advantage of having those young players be inexpensive and and sometimes very very good the best part about the diamondbacks is that as soon as these guys came up they started to win it wasn't you know and then for the rockies that will be interesting to see because it could take a while yeah. for that to take hold and then you only have so many more years before they either reach free agency or they start getting paid a lot of money in arbitration yeah. so in, yeah. in, in a weird way you talk about tempering expectations and for them to go back to the postseason in, in 2024 seems very reasonable for a team that went that deep. Um, but they've only done it one other time in franchise history. So in a weird way, that's pretty high. And they only won 84 in the regular season. And I know that was yeah, something that's, that that's Corbin big. Carroll said yesterday to us was like, hey, I kind of view us as we were an 84-win team, so we got to do a lot better. Yeah. We're an 84-win team that went to the World Series, but we only won 84 games last year. We got to be much better than that. So... Temper the expectations, but you still got to feel really good right now. Marco says, LOL, David Peralta is going to be a cubby, apparently. Uh, yeah, not, exactly, not exactly uh -oh. the Diamondbacks type of play that I Can think that they were looking Can we get some Ws for. in the chat for not having to watch the freight train celebration yeah. all year oh, this yeah. year? Let's yeah, fucking let's go. go. Yeah, you're right. We don't have right. to see Freddie Freeman and Mookie yeah. Betts hit 350 they're gonna have during to the do... freight train every single yeah, time. Yeah, no, they they're going to do base. their little... We did it. Yeah, we did it. We this won. This is as good as the National we League won. Championship. Yeah, it might be better. It might be better. I miss seeing Damon Dog frothing at the mouth. That was great. Foaming at the mouth. Let's go. Put the leash on him. the type of thing that I care about and like me only. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll get so fired up over something like this. Damon, like, there's, yeah. a, there's at least three people in the chat who yeah. are just like so oh, on board with what yeah. I'm saying. 100%. Right now. Also, <laughs> I have to say, oh, we got that some W's. Jesse mentioned the White Sox without 
completely destroying their franchise and like lighting them on fire. So that's <laughs> progress, Derek. I don't. We've know. gotten better. Yeah, he's gotten better. <laughs> he's grown reason, as a person. Patrick, this is the White Sox are like the one team that Jesse just like can't stand. Uh-huh. Like it's like, not I it's can't, not can't stand, stand them. He just, I just I don't just, I don't he regularly them. dunk he grills on, them every time. He gets on them. MLB yeah. franchises yeah. on this show, this but I have dunked on the White Sox like twice, and so they've become the team about them where you haven't decided to just obliterate them yeah in a what, long time what yeah. did ozzy Guillen ever do to you oh, yeah who hurt well, you? yeah there's a lot of history who was it? Need Ozzie Guillen back. That's joe creedy who uh, was it <laughs> we appreciate you and your w's being here by the way in the phnx sports youtube chat of course if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet make sure to do so now sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live leave us a review or leave us a like we want those likes leave us a review on the audio podcasting side we appreciate those five star reviews we love our listeners of course Make sure you're subscribed over there as well. Uh, make sure you take care of yourself. Jesse and I have not been doing that. Patrick is here, so he took care. He's been taking care of me. He had my he had a he had a phone charger for me. He gave me a throat lozenge yesterday. This is the kind of parenting I needed in my life. But of course, if you need to take care of yourself on the go, make sure to stop by Circle K. It is America's thirst stop, and it is the place to stop and make sure to fill yourself up fast. Fill up your car with some cheap gas as well. Uh, If you join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today, you can save 25 cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups and save three cents off per gallon every day after that. Their gas is already cheap, so you might as well save some more. Of course, terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. But get in there and uh, make sure you get yourself something to eat and drink some water for Pete's sake. It's already getting hot out there. The chocolate peanut butter bars that they have are they're incredible oh can i talk about okay so some of our diehards brought us in baskets specifically for our beats and they brought us all there's wonderful people cwp chris you guys know who you are you brought us in some delightful valentine's day treats max get the hell out of here we're doing a show anyway i I, I, max is a suspect here too nobody in this office is free of suspicion when it comes to where did my (sighs) salted caramel chocolate bar go i want to know where the fuck my salted caramel chocolate bar went that someone brought me for valentine's day i was gonna i was going to what a grab it went out i got it out that was an indiana jones moment the door was closing got it it's brown's caramel also okay tom brady i'm just saying uh i want my i want my chocolate bar back that's what i'm saying so i'm just i'm gonna find out who stole it and ate it i think it was owen but he says he got one. I don't believe that. I don't think anybody likes him enough to bring him a salted caramel chocolate bar from Circle K. But caramel, uh, car- caramel, caramel. I say caramel. You say. Are caramel. we sure caramel. that Damon didn't Chris. steal it? Maybe sure? Damon stole it. Are we sure? Damon I stole heard, the cookie heard, from the cookie I heard, jar. I heard Mac and uh, I heard uh, 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 Jacob are also part of our basket. They're That's all. They're all works. suspects. Yeah. That's, so my question is, what are what is this basket thing even? What are we even talking about? Uh, the fact that my salted caramel chocolate bar is missing. So, but I want to know how I could be a suspect when this is the first time I've been in the office in like three weeks. Okay, that's fair. He's got so, an alibi. Me and He's Jesse too. I've not been in this office very much. You just have we? to check the molars. Check nah. people's molars because that caramel is going to still be back there. This is why I that's keep how you know. planting. <laughs> I got you, dog. Uh, of course, make sure you guys go out there uh, and check out Desert Financial Credit Union if you want to get yourself $200 in bonuses for free. Of course, Desert Financial Uh, has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union for more than 84 years. And they're dedicated to creating an exceptional experience for you as a customer and for the communities that they're in. Uh, Make sure you go with a financial provider that is going to have your financial interests in mind. They got me started on my home ownership journey and they can get you started as well. Look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, 
loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. Uh, when you open a free checking account online, you'll get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Uh, well, we were out again, spring training. How, how has this weather been treating you, by the way? I know how, I know how we feel about it. How has this weather been treating you? It's been perfect. It's, I have long sleeve button up shirt and a zip up hoodie over it. I'm, I'm standing in the blazing sun and I couldn't feel more perfect. And then I'll take off my sweatshirt and then it's still perfect. Like it, it's been perfect. Yeah. That's great. Perfect. People keep saying in the chat that it looks like I'm glowing, which I think is their way of telling me that I got sunburned today. Got a little sun. Got a little uh, sun. Which uh, you know, maybe it's just maybe it's just tan. We might be okay. But that uh, looks like redness. There's some yeah, redness I'm I'm there. pretty white, yeah. and it tends to pretty much always turn red for me. So. Uh, you know, a, a little, little little bit of Brandon Fod action on the cheeks, right? A little, <laughs> little Brandon Fod from up here, but down that's there. He's but, got, is he suffering from Fod face? A little Fod face. Yeah, yeah. A little Fod face. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Fod face, Brandon Fod looked nasty today. Uh, they were doing some live uh, live what, batting practice. I guess just live, live, yeah, live VP. Live yeah. VP. And let me tell you, uh, BP looked great in BP because this man uh, looked fantastic. We have a video of him striking out his new teammate, Gino Suarez, here. This is the vibes, by the way. These are This is what the vibes are like out there. Immaculate. Just you, absolutely you immaculate. Speaking of immaculate. This is that bitch, Gino? Yeah, that's Gino. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I can see the hair now. He's like, Sit on it, Potsy. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that guy's on my yeah, team. Yeah, that guy's good on my team. Yeah. But. The, the, my biggest observation from this moment was that Suarez walked away because that was a called third strike on a gorgeous front door sweeper from Brandon Fott. But he had to come back because there was some some kind of a drill that they wanted to do where yeah. he came back and he hit right-handed. He stood in right-handed. He stood in left-handed. Uh, I guess like uh, maybe practicing a pitch out or something along those lines. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that just makes it worse, right? Not only do you get struck out by your teammate, you go, your go new stand teammate, there. but you have to like go back and do like the little stand of shame in the batter's box. Yeah, and then do it uh, from the side. Yeah. Um, speaking of doing it, uh, Cattell was smashing the shit out of the ball today. Uh, I have never seen Cattell as dialed in as I saw him today. That man hit more home runs in a row. Uh, out out of their practice field that I've I like I've I've seen Cattell hit the ball well I've seen him be dialed in like it seemed effortless for him he had on these incredible shoes he had on these Jordan cleats with LLPK on it and uh, yeah like he's just he looks ready to go man he looks like this is going to be just one of those seasons for Cattell now of course I'm calling this what six days into uh total? <laughs> yeah into, now uh, now, is, now is the time to make <laughs> your final judgments on what kind of season all these guys are gonna have i did i will say that geraldo perdomo has looked pretty good in uh in some of these live bp and just overall just general bp settings as well um i've heard from i haven't seen all of this myself but i've heard from other people who've seen him hitting that from the right side in particular he's he's been uh, really flashing some power which is a really big thing for him we've talked about perdomo being named the Diamondbacks everyday shortstop already and his ability to hit left-handed pitching as a right-handed hitter being really important with that 
And so far, so good. It's, you know, it's just BP. I don't want to, again, read into too much at this point. No, but let's speculate. Let's get crazy with it. He, he was testing <laughs> out like a extremely exaggerated leg kick at one point oh, yeah, while he yeah. was hitting today. It was comical. And, it was uh, cartoonish. And you knew it wasn't going to be something he was really doing, right? Yeah, like, I was like, I, I mean, I'm not a hitting coach, but that doesn't seem like something <laughs> you'd want to be doing. Uh, and sure enough, yeah, I think it was just like a, some sort of a, a drill, something he, some sort of movement he was practicing or something like that. It's not, I don't think it's going to be part of his batting stance, but there, he has looked good in you know the limited stuff that we've seen. So to far. pull it off, to like do something exact an exaggerated fashion like that and still be successful is great. It's probably why when I was in the locker room with you guys yesterday, the only person that I got excited to see was Jerry P. We know I'm, I'm the Jerry P. Stan. That's it. No, me, me and you this both. A, you and me. I looked and I was like, this is, is a that Perdomo him? podcast, is what this is, by the way. <laughs> Fall walk uh, by Randall Gritchick. I'm like, ah, I spent last season with you in Colorado. I'm good. Is that Jerry P.? And it was. And I, I felt good. This my heart may, skipped a beat. This may or may not be a true story, but he may or may not have told me that our show is the only show he'll watch. Um, that's maybe what he said to me. I don't know. Is he telling the truth? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I'm not telling the truth. Who knows? I'm a known liar, and that's for sure. But uh, I will say that at least the balls that uh, Perdomo and Cattell hit stayed uh, in the practice facility and didn't go out into the parking lot. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, not so lucky out in Goodyear. Oh, uh, the same mm. could not be said about a home run he hit, which smashed teammate Hunter Green's window in the parking lot. Not a great. Oh, I, I'd miss that story. Yeah, That's not awesome. And Green was no. pitching. Green was the pitcher too. I think. Oh, was he? I think he was. Yeah. Don't even tell me. I that. think he might have been. Don't quote me. That's incredible. You're but. paying for that. I mean, why are we have? Why do we have the outfield play facing the player parking lot? Like, in what way yeah, does is, that happen? That where is, yeah, that is a problem. we need to move Goodyear down on our tier ranking because <laughs> that doesn't make very much sense to me at all. But uh, we did talk to Tori a bit. Jesse actually went out to Media Day in Glendale. We did, uh, and I mean, it was the same. Patrick was also. At it Media was the same Day conversation we were going to have with him out at the other place. But uh, speaking of the other place, uh, Tori did make some comments on Aqueno Suarez and uh, just what he's seen out of him so far as one of the newest additions to this team. Real good hands at third base, good actions at third base, um, barreling up the baseball, um, and just seems to be in a really good spot uh, with being able to make good decisions as to where that ball's going um, when, he, when he's at the plate where the ball is coming to him when he's at the plate. Um, the second part of him is the the clubhouse presence. I think he is integrating himself here after only just you know, a few days of being in, in, in camp um, and just showing some really nice clubhouse qualities that, that I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying watching. He really has. You, you really see him vibing with his teammates really well. Eduardo Rodriguez as well. Those are guys that really seem to, like, they're not sectioned off from their teammates. We saw Erod holding a little holding section, holding court yeah. over in the corner where he was teaching his uh, his teammates how to make some arroz con pollo. So, like, <laughs> there was some good conversations going on. And, I mean, yeah, these guys don't look like these are new members of the team. These are guys that look like they are already integrated in with their teams and or with their teammates and, and are vibing. Like, it, it looks like, you know, the things are good. The Suarez deal, I think, was just – almost a stroke of genius where a guy that just goes out and posts and you say, ah, you know, is, is he like all-star caliber where when you think of the top 10 third baseman, you might even forget to mention him, but go back and look, the dude has 229 home runs 
over his last eight seasons. Like he just posts, like he manages to not get hurt. He's he's a lock for 145 games, and that's what you want that kind of stability over there, and, and it allows you that flexibility. So yeah, if Jerry P stays hot, you know, at shortstop, and Lawler's ready to come up. You got a trade chip. You got an all star guy there on your bench. It it just gives you so much flexibility and so I, I think that one that one's gonna age the best of all the moves this offseason and there have been a lot i think the eugenio suarez deal is probably the best one i i actually talked to mike briefly at, at media day just a couple hours ago about suarez and specifically about a conversation that mike had with paul seawald mm. uh, apparently around the time that the diamondbacks were uh completing that trade with the mariners mike called up paul seawald and asked like tell me about gino suarez you know what, what do you what do you know about this guy um and yeah of course you know heard nothing but good things it sounds like mike was very much expecting to hear good things and he did uh, i think paul seawald talked about this a little bit on foul territory as well and kind of gave his side of of the conversation uh but yeah suffice it to say seawald is a is a pretty big gino suarez fan and by all accounts i mean anyone who's played with gino suarez really seems to appreciate him as a teammate and um, you know, it's certainly still early, but it, I don't really have any doubt that those those kind of relationships will be formed here in Arizona as well. At the coast side from Seawall, that's big. Well, and I mean, again, that that Mariners <laughs> team, the the one thing from Seawall. <laughs> I miss this guy. Man. Stop it! Uh, stop it! Uh, no, the one thing the one thing is is that Seawall has had some great things to say about you know how close the Mariners were. And uh, how, you know, like, especially he was talking about how when they got behind, they just had this confidence level that, oh, yeah, we'll catch up. Like, we'll win games. We'll get back to where we were at. And they just didn't get a chance to do it. But, yeah, uh, he felt like that was a talented team that didn't live up to their true potential. And, I mean, he, he talked about, you know, coming over here and, and this team having the success they had this year. And and hopefully, you know, we talked about him being the dad of the bullpen. Hopefully uh, his experience <laughs> with what happened with the Seattle Mariners and you know, essentially that being a reason why he's a part of this Diamondbacks team, it's a big reason why, you know, he can, he can kind of let guys know, like, we got to stay focused, we got to stay locked in. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely take his advice on, of course, any dad-related stuff, building a cabinet, going on a road <laughs> trip, you know, things like that. And I would take his advice on on Gino. You know, that that's something, of course, that uh, you definitely want the input of players that are currently on your team that have, have played with a guy like that. But I do feel like Gino does make – this lineup complete and you, you you add in jock peterson you add add in randall gritchick you add in all the other components that they added to the starting lineup you also have a bullpen that felt like it was fairly complete didn't need many additions and they didn't really add to it a starting rotation that got a big name starting pitcher that's going to or maybe not a big name but a quality starting pitcher that's going to fit right in there big probably addition. in the two spot, right? Yeah. Um, and and this truly does feel like in Tory's time as manager, the most complete team. Now, I mean, maybe at times we had more aspirations about other lineups that he had, especially earlier on in 2017, 2018, things like that. But sure. this really does feel like Tory's most complete lineup from, from start to from top to bottom, the starting rotation feels complete. The bullpen feels complete. This is what Tori had to say about this being the most complete team that, that he's ever managed as a Diamondbacks manager. I think so. We've talked about it a few times. Um, you know, you guys are smart. You guys are working, working the roster backwards like we are. I think at times we've had maybe five or six spots that were, that were open, you know, maybe more. But 
we know what we have returning is, is some of our starting pitchers. We know where that opening is. We know where, what, what the bullpen looks like. We know what the position players look like. So not only do we have competition for those spots, but we have depth beyond that. So there's going to be a winner and there's going to be some losers. Those losers are going to be depth. And that gets very healthy for us as well because we know we're going to need probably 35, approximately 35 to 40 players that are going to help us go to where we need to get to this year. Uh, well, Jesse, I know you wanted to analyze it, and I know you didn't have very much time to do so, but is this the most sacked <laughs> lineup in the history of Tory Lavallo being manager? Well, the first question you posted to me is, is this the most well-rounded team in Diamondbacks history? Yeah, that was that my was first. Like, I mean, like, hey, probably not, but I, there's a lot of research to be done there. Um, Best bullpen possibly ever, because I know we talked about that, that we, remains to be seen, right? Pro- yeah, I would seen. lean toward probably not the best bullpen, although the, the bar there is not particularly high uh, to be frank i think in terms of you know comparing position player core this season to like what the diamondbacks had back in 2017 Mm -hmm. uh, you know when they won uh 93 games i think yes for some reason 93 it feels right uh yeah but i think like in the middle of the lineup in 2017 the diamondbacks had paul goldschmidt they had jd martinez for the second half of the season uh, AJ Pollock was a pretty darn good hitter. Uh, David Peralta had it had a good year. So I think like maybe the middle of the lineup, there's a little bit more, a little bit more thump uh, potentially. Uh, but in terms of depth, I do think in terms of well-roundedness, I do think that this Diamondbacks team, they just like the players who would come in if if certain guys on this team got hurt, you feel better about with this team than I think you have in the entire tenure that Torrey Lavello has had uh, the top level talent again. I mean, you know, that year you had Zach Granke having a phenomenal season. You had Robbie Ray having a phenomenal season. You know, those two guys with, with Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, there, I guess there's a debate to be had there. That team also had Zach Godley, who we forget how very good, forget how good Zach Godley was in, in 2017. Godlike. Patrick, Patrick Corbin, uh, you know, it wasn't his best season, but also he had a 409 ERA. Taiwan Walker had a mid three ERA. The starting rotation that year was excellent all all the way one through five. Um, but yeah, I mean, comparable, comparable for sure. And especially on the position player side, I, I like the depth that this team has. But going back to what the question was, <laughs> is it has something to do with hype, like going into the season. That's where the 2017 team failed. Like they had only won what 69 games in 2016 so going into the year it was all right hey maybe this team can kind of bridge the gap there the expectations of going to the postseason weren't quite there it was more like the 2018 team you go oh we just made the 2018 team had the expectations exactly like 18 was that team and it was again it was really good but it was a group of guys that that was their window that was it because right after 2018 what happens paul goldschmidt gets traded right Corbin's on his way out so it's like there was a very small window so I I think this team is on par if not maybe a touch better than the squad that Tory went into the year with at the start of 2018 difference of course being you know when we're sitting here this time next year if things don't go right this season they're not going to blow it up like they did after 2018 so at least that's the sure. that's the positive thing is that you know even if they're around 500 this season 
We'll come back and in the start of 2025, still talk about, hey, is the 2025 team still maybe one of the best that have ever been assembled in Tory's time? That's a, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, beyond two years from now, I think there are some questions there with Zach Gallon and, and Merrill Kelly. Uh, you know, you're not sure what happens after 2025 with yeah. those guys. But yeah, if the Diamondbacks, you know, struggle in some way in 2024, they still are in pretty good position to, you know, kind of run it back in 2025 and, and give it another go. So, yeah, you don't have um, you're not in the same situation then where guys were really, you know, coming close to the end of their contract and where you'd be in a position to trade them. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to go down that road because people people get angry when I talk about anything along those lines whatsoever. But He's Patrick right. started it. He's so. right. He's right. You do. Um, Jesse just hit on something. That needs to be the new shirt. Yeah. Run it back. Run it back. They steal bases. Run they went back. to the World Series. Run it back. It's pretty good. Size large. That's I'll what, give you my address. That's what he does. Con. Send me a free one. Text Eric. What are we doing here? This is not, stop giving it away for free on the show. Uh, I will say this also, <laughs> um, you know, uh, obviously we have other additions um, in regards to this, but uh, Tori talked about Jock Peterson today. And mm. I mean, there's, I, I, I do think that the depth, like you said, Jesse, is really the key here. And just how many weapons Tori's going to have in certain scenarios, situationally, how he's going to be able to change his lineup. He likes to do that anyway. And now he has more tools to do that with than he has more weapons to do that than he has in the past. But uh, he did speak about Jock Peterson today. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is uh, a reporter, I think from, uh, from the Bay area. I was kind of, you know, trying to get the Diamondbacks early sense of what Jock Peterson is bringing to the table. And yeah, Torrey was asked, you know, what I think Torrey had said something about how intelligent Jock had seemed. And so he was asked as a follow up, you know, uh, what, what exactly makes you think that? And he told a pretty, a pretty interesting story here. In the middle of an offseason when we were recruiting him, he said 14 of the 18 right-handed starters in the NL West. Was that as close to that number? I can't remember what it was. Or 12 of the 14 projected starters in the NL West I match up really well with. They fit right into my wheelhouse. And I'm like, where are we? What month is it? And what teams are, is he talking about? So he's clearly thinking about things on a totally different level. And he's right. We did some research. We found out that he matched up really well with some projected starters in the NLS. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't break it down by that in that way. Well, actually, we did. I have no idea who they are. So I don't know. He's going to do some damage. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's a proven left-handed bat. And he, he's going to walk up there very prepared and very ready to go do some damage. And that's what he's built on. Wow, that's interesting. What's interesting is that they're sitting in the wrong seats. That's what's interesting. <laughs> it's also interesting that Mike Hazen, like, why are they doing that? Why are they both up there at the same time? Like, like let's let's have these. Yeah, guys eventually have their own they space. kind of broke off, and people, some reporters were talking with Tori, some were talking with Mike. But at the very beginning, they're just both sitting there, and people would address questions to one or the other. And so one person would be talking, and the other person would just be sitting there bored, as you saw Mike yeah. Hazen there. Uh, but yes, they were there. <laughs> Tori Lavella was speaking with a sign that said Mike Hazen above his head. <laughs> and Mike Hazen was sitting there with a sign that said Tori Lavella above his head. So that was that was fun. I'm all in on Jock. I think Jock's going to be a great player for this team. But, I mean, I, I also think, like, that intelligence makes me feel like he he knows the right things to say, right? And he's, he's very he, – so far, everything he said has piqued my interest. It's like, first you had my curiosity, now you have my interest, right? Like, now Jock Peterson has gotten to the point where, like, I do feel like – he is indeed a player that's going to work very hard for this team. 
Uh, but that was kind of the question marks around him last season with the Giants. And I can understand, you know, especially, t- you know, reporters that have covered him over there kind of asking, like, what is a team that's young and fast and does a lot of things like run the bases well and defend well? Like, what do they need a Jock Peterson for? And I think sure. that there is a lot of things he brings to this team, including a tremendous amount of experience in the playoffs that, lot. that that nobody uh, really else has. And you also have that, like him knowing that he matches up with that many starting, well, with the, that many starting pitchers in the National League West is is truly something that is an asset for a player to be thinking in, in those terms, right? Not every, not every player thinks in those terms. Seven consecutive postseason appearances, mostly with the Dodgers, right? But Atlanta won back-to-back World Series. Like, the, the dude has that winning pedigree. Even, you know, hey, obviously it didn't work out with uh, San Francisco, and, you know, the Cubs were kind of in the mix when he was with them. But he's one of those guys that you add, and there's there's not too many of them around. I feel like they existed more in the 90s and 2000s of like, just add this one player, and it's going to just improve everybody around them. And I do get that sense that, you know, Jack Peterson is is one of those guys. Uh, Michael McDermott in the chat said, D-backs lost a lot of their core after 2018 and hadn't even built a roster as good until last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that is true, yeah. but I, I still think you could argue that this this year's team might might be better than that one. And I mean, oh, yeah, they, they sure. did. They did have a good core back then. But this is, I think, a far more promising core as far as their potential. And I, I think a lot of that does start with Cattell Marte. I, I think when asked when Mike Hazen was asked about like the one trade he looks back on and is just kind of pats himself on the back a, a little bit about it's it's the Cattell Marte trade because they didn't even like Marte far exceeded their expectations for what he could be as far as a consistent offensive contributor to this team. Base hit in like every game of the World That's Series the was a lock. That's the guy. He's amazing. The guy. Impressive. Uh of course, yeah. uh another, uh you guys can get a lock by listening to Damon over at PHNX Bets. Uh, and then get down on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app. Of course, if you do download that app and use our code of PHNX, you can get yourself $150 in bonus bets for absolutely nothing other than playing placing one wager at a standard odds price uh, of at least $5. But you will get those $150 in bonus bets. You can go crazy with those. You got all sorts of MLB future bets you can get down on and so much more. So sign up for Bet MGM. Use that bonus code of PHNX, the best letters in the alphabet, and place mm-hmm. your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. You fucking loser. You didn't tell me on purpose. Get out of here. I tried (laughs) that. That ad read was going. I'm like, we do it in Ontario. We do it in the. And you stonewalled me. Sure. I did see at the bottom it said Puerto Rico. Do whatever you want, idiot. But that doesn't mean that's what me and Jesse are going to do. We're a team and I wanted to remind you of that. But I was ready to pivot, but I Um, whiffed. Well, I'll tell you, we. We 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 will we'll all go on a guys trip to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. What do you say about that? A little staycation yes. action. Three uh, best friends anyone can ever have. Well, I know you're standing me, over. Damon it. and Patrick will have a great you time. Son of a bitch, you <laughs> did it to me again. Uh, I know you're staying on Jesse's couch, and I'll tell you a much better place to stay would be 
uh, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. No one does it better, even better than Jesse. He doesn't have nearly the entertainment options. I am a really good host. No, he doesn't uh, have. But you know what he doesn't have? He doesn't have over 800 slot machines in his in his living room or 15 blackjack tables. Uh, he doesn't. Does he have a pool? No, not no access. No access to no restaurants. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't have to jump a fence, Jesse. No, no, Again, no frosted beverages. A BetMGM you know? sportsbook, uh, the largest sportsbook in Arizona, does, I believe. Does Gila River have Gila River have uh, an entire dishwasher full of dishes? <laughs> no, that just need to be clean, no, but no one does it. No. What? No, no. Because, Come on! Uh, do they run out of paper towels? <laughs> they absolutely do not. They have a wow. They have an you're gonna, you're gonna sleep on the patio <laughs> tonight, Patrick. All right. Do they? Uh, if you buy items and put it in the mini fridge, does somebody yeah. come in and just drink all your chocolate milk? They drank your chocolate milk. I, I, I the place that I'm currently I completely yeah. own up to drinking uh, all of no. the chocolate milk. No, and I will, will not apologize. treat you much better than this. They will absolutely never treat you like this they will actually show you what next level is all about so let them i'm interested let them show you what next level is all about go to gila river get check out of the place you're at and you do you at the gila river resort and casinos visit play at gila.com for more details you can get your reservation right now uh speaking of getting your reservations right Big now tip, thank you diamondback sing, single game tickets are going on sale very soon here uh, and i do have to ask you boys the question if you could attend just one diamondbacks game this season, buy yourself one single season, not not season ticket, one single ticket for a single game. What game would that be? Wait, so you're saying I'm taking like the entire season off? Like I don't have to work the whole summer? No, I said one saying? game, Jesse. I said one game. One game. You have to take you you can only go to one game this entire season. What game are you going to? Mm. You're buying yourself one fan ticket. Well, opening day is always you can't miss. If you opening know nothing about baseball, you pick that one. But yeah. I don't know if I don't know if for I'm me going it's, with that. it's first game against the Dodgers at home. April 29th. Kind of yeah. I'm letting them hear yeah. me. Yeah. We own you. Yeah. Yeah. You the whole game. Do you yeah. remember? What oh, I remember. You? I was there. I was there. Do you want to get thrown out? I mean, is that the <laughs> level that we're going to take it to? I because want, I'm ready. I want tribute videos on the score on the video board yeah. of the back to back to back home runs or the four home run inning. Ooh, Can yeah. we just have that running on a loop, or there's some sort of MLB <laughs> rules against that 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 just plays in the background while the game is going on? Yeah, right? Lance Lynn isn't there anymore, oh, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. hit quite the same. Clayton Kershaw but... damn sure is. Yeah, giveaway nights are a good choice. I don't think I mean, Clayton Kershaw will be pitching by me, April. But... Show me the Gabby picture. Show it on the scoreboard. Yeah, put it up all on Clayton the scoreboard. Clayton Kershaw is pitching in the uh-huh. game. Yeah, that is or the or could tell Marte. You know could tell Marte he had the split leg. He didn't cross his arms. He didn't need to. But that was. Evocative. Go down okay. the hallway and change every picture in the hallway <laughs> in the frames to that picture of Gabby hitting that home run off Kershaw. You know what? what um, you know what they don't have in the giveaways that I'm disappointed because I would almost would want to go to game two of the season where they give away the magnet schedule. I know. I say what you will. Magnet schedule is my favorite giveaway. I don't want any bobblehead. I need the magnet schedule. I wear out the space in front of get my refrigerator because I stand out. there looking at the games. I got to know who's coming. When are they on the road? Oh, when do they go to LA? No. The magnet Nerd. schedule is my favorite giveaway. Nerd it is. It's my favorite Nerd giveaway. Alert. All right. That's fine. That's uh, the best. That is just the best. It's my That's favorite. So Patrick. You know, Patrick, we have these things called phones and laptops, lots of devices. They I mean, can, they but can, it's in my pocket. I'm going in my refrigerator. I can see it. Goddamn refrigerator magnet to get my schedule off it's of there. The it it's is the on my phone at all times. 
It's on here at all times. It's Patrick, a magical Patrick, little box. You gotta type in a password to get into that. When oh, I walk by my refrigerator, okay. it's just up. No, look. Sometimes they do cool graphics. Like they'll use cool pictures Nerds. and they'll like they'll like use Photoshop no. and stuff. It looks cool. No, and we're not even gonna talk about the Alec Thomas shirt. Like the Alec Thomas shirt giveaway Ooh, is the one. That's night. a good one. That's the one giveaway you want to go. The Corbin Carroll bobblehead is is pretty fire. The uh, Gabby Moreno one is also really the gold great glove too. One, yes. yes. Star Wars night also very much. If you're talking about one single game to go to, uh, that's all of my favorite things in one. A bobblehead giveaway, I get something for free. I get to go to a Star Wars related event, and I get to go see baseball. That is it's against the Blue Jays, and right? it's against the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, right, it's the one. only uh, matchup at home against the Blue Jays. That's a, that week is a whole Dalton, good one. Dalton Var shows uh, triumphant return. Oh, good right. call. That right. whole week uh, is a good one. You have Atlanta and then Toronto. Uh, how about May seventeenth? Pickleball night. What does that mean? No one knows, but pickleball <laughs> is the promo. Show up, find out. Pickleball night. Let's go. Uh, I feel like we're just talking about promo nights now, and I'm all for that, but... Uh... <laughs> Obviously, the best promo, and 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 even our friends over at PHLY had to give it up for for uh, yeah, it's August NL 10th. championship you know, you replica. Go on August 10th. Yeah, August tenth, NL championship replica ring night against oh, that's the cool. Phillies. That's cool. Yeah, they uh, the Rockies gave away in two thousand eight a replica of the trophy. Like a oh. big wooden, like this is the National League trophy. Yeah. A big wooden one. That's wow. cool. Yeah, that was kind of yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. That's hard to find out yeah. there, but. Um, September 10th rematch with the Texas Rangers World Series rematch. September 10th. Yeah. Oh. And but, then also the, the next day. What's more likely both those teams, well, I know your answer is going to be, uh, both those teams are like in the playoff hunt or they're both out of the hunt. I would hope in, Patrick. I should have said that. I know. I'm yeah. sorry. One uh, one thing that occurred to me and Patrick last night mm -hmm. was that Tori Lavello is going to manage the National League in the All-Star game, which yeah. is somehow something that hadn't really occurred to me. Oh, my God. And yes. the All-Star game is being played yeah. at Globe Life Field in Texas, oh. which is going to be a, quite a quite a full. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, I didn't think about the Texas part. I know yeah, we had said it, but okay. I. Yeah. 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 I was like thinking of synonyms of different ways. I'm like, all right, it's his eighth year. How else could you describe Tori Lovello? I'm like, ah, the 2024 National League manager of the All-Star game. And we were both like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Him and Buck I mean, Showalter, those are the only ones, right? The last time he was there, he was managing the World Series. And the next time, he'll be managing the All-Star game. So That's pretty cool. You might need some ice cream. Uh, will, chocolate, will, peanut butter. chocolate peanut chocolate butter. Chocolate peanut butter yeah. is the correct. If I'm there, I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll make guys, sure he gets some for sure. You, you guys absolutely <laughs> did not nail the correct date, though, because the correct date is Wednesday, July 31st, when we are going to be hanging out at the uh, Chase Field Pool uh, against the Washington that's a good. That's a good point. That Ooh, is the that's one cool. ticket. We yeah. are going to have our takeover of the pool on July 31st. So do not miss that. Do not. That is the correct answer, and that is the game that you should come to. Of course, uh, if you are a diehard, you get a discount on that event. So make sure to sign up today. Become a diehard because you will still be a diehard when that comes around in July. Of course, you also get yourself a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. All sorts of wonderful benefits, including uh, Jesse's content, all Jesse's content, all, all the, the Jesse fan content that you can have. And I assure mm. you, it's all very... Uh, not 
mature rated. Uh, you can also get everything <laughs> that we have to offer over here, including discounts with our partners, discounts on our events, uh, and of course, uh, access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, we're doing all sorts of stuff, including an extended mailbag Wednesday Ooh. tomorrow. So make sure to get your questions in for that, uh, as well as join us if you are a diehard. Uh, and of course, uh, we're doing this all for you guys. So make sure uh, you sign up today at gophnx.com. Make sure you email in Montia. Make sure you email in Montia. Oh, oh, we're doing that. <laughs> I found a new favorite Diamondbacks baseball player, you guys. Uh, you mind throwing him up on the screen real fast? Uh, there is a Mon- There's another. There's another. I'm not the only one. There's another Montia. There he is. Oh, I need this jersey so bad. What can I do? What can I trade? This mountain of a man for for his number forty five Montia jersey. This it, is email in Montia or Montia. It's spelled email in email in Montia. Yeah, but so emailing. Email it's cool that it's got your age on the back of his jersey too. Oh, you son of a bitch! Oops, <laughs> that hurts because it's not very far off from my actual age. I'm gonna go cry. In the Oh, why do we bring Patrick on this show? Get this son of a bitch out of here. I'm done with him. Whoops. Uh, man, yeah. But yeah, I'll trade one of my Roosevelt shirts for that. I'll trade anything. I Jersey swap. That's a good one. Right? Yeah. Jersey swap. I'll jersey swap with that man. He uh, is a real, like, he's a real prospect in the. In oh, yeah. The he plays for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, and he's actually mm-hmm. quite good. Yeah. And so I need to find out everything. I, I need to know everything about him. Do you, want, do you know that he played in Japan? He did. Yes, yeah, he he's one of those Japan. guys. Why are you Isn't like that this? cool? Isn't yeah. that even for the Hiroshima carp? That's pretty the dope. Hiroshima carp. Yeah, I think mean, he's twenty. For how years many old. years? Uh, about two years. Two years. Yeah. This Monty is way more interesting than ours is. Bullshit. <laughs> I was the youngest DJ in ninety nine point nine KZ history, but that is a story for another day. What's radio? Uh, bro, don't. Do That's that unfair, Jesse. Derek is pretty interesting guy. I, no, I mean, Derek is very anything, interesting. He's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm, very... not, I'm not good at my job. I uh, no. there's, there's lots of things I'm bad yeah. at. Yeah, but you are interesting. I, I think interesting. wacky is the more appropriate. You son of a bitch. It's you call me wacky. Like what do I look like a clown to you? All right, let's. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here because I'm sick of both of these guys. They want to go have dinner after this. Fuck that. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go you're, on an adventure. Paying, right? and I'm, no, I'm the, not paying. You made Derek, great investments. I mean, come on. You can just take it out of your 401k. I, I, do get I mean, Derek has like a 2.5% interest rate. It's so honestly, why, why do I ever pay for He's any of my own meals when we're out to together? He this is what happens when you get started on your home ownership journey early. I've been telling you guys. He's got a 50 year mortgage it's almost paid off you know it's all good he's not wrong but uh i will tell you uh living <laughs> living interesting life involves a lot of adventures and you can have your own adventure with our friends over at arizona lottery uh big shout out to arizona lottery they're going to be sponsoring all of our spring training content so we love our friends at arizona lottery and we love the fact that they're trying to get us to go out there and see more of this beautiful state right now you can check in at geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state from flagstaff to yuma and when you do you <laughs> enter an opportunity to win one million dollars in cash in arizona sports what's problem what's the problem over here I, I just I heard uh, a chuckle and I didn't let it go. I go, whoa, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. Now Every the sunburn's stops. coming out. The sunburn is really coming out. Oh, yeah, no, I you're just, getting redder I just as thought the again of, of us, so funny. us looking at a, a picture of a Montia jersey with 45 on the back. And Patrick's like, <laughs> <laughs> look, they put Derek's age on the back. It just, I just... <laughs> 
Yeah. Patrick's a funny Just guy. Just be glad yeah. that he doesn't have one of those, like, you're never going to make the roster numbers, like, 63. Okay? Just be happy about that. That's, you're not, that's you're not invited back because look what you're doing. You're corrupting my young Jesse. And instead, we should be going and having adventures <laughs> like this Arizona adventure uh, thing where we are checking in at all sorts of destinations across the state. Are you going to be good now? Are you gonna mind yourself? Are you gonna? Yeah, don't. He no, started don't it. Blame I'm. Him. I'm uh, composed again. Ask just... Jesse about the the. We we did some research and we learned that there was someone who uh, worked in the cafeteria for a baseball team and later became a general manager. Was it right? I'm not commenting on this story. <laughs> okay. All right, Patrick. Well, uh, <laughs> you are not invited on the geolocated adventures that we're going to take. But, of course, uh, we're also not going to split the $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes with you. Uh, this promotion does celebrate state pride and uniqueness and beauty of Arizona. Uh, the Arizona Lottery says proceeds from ticket sales support environmental conservation, among other important initiatives across the street across the state. Uh, visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with the Arizona lottery, uh, lottery and for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. All right, that's all we got. Uh, Groundhog Mama says, Damon, lock the doors. Don't let Patrick leave. We are going to lock the doors after Patrick <laughs> leaves and he's not allowed back in. <laughs> that's the way that's going to work. But, uh, you can follow him at Patty Plantains. No, you have a real Twitter handle. It's at, at Patrick, Patrick D. Lyons. Lyons. Yeah. Uh, I'm writing no. about all baseball, yeah. all baseball teams, not just the ones that lose 100 games, uh, for just baseball. So it's it's been fun. And yeah. I'm over at Dodgers camp and I get to watch – that that's, whole carnival of that's an interesting uh, craziness. Yeah, that's an interesting situation developing yeah. over there. So make sure to follow him for lots and lots of great MLB news. Of course, you can follow us as well. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse Hen Friedman. Uh, we are, even though there's been some debate about it, still Damon's dogs. Uh, you can follow our producer, the People's Producer, Damon at Damon Dog. That's D A W G. Of course, we're Damon's dogs. Bark, bark, bark. Uh, we did it. Okay. I begrudgingly uh, barked this time. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen. I Damon. didn't know you pivoted we, to I bark. Seen Damon I thought that in, like, was. We are weeks, also. So. Right. Oh, there's a whole history. Explain and it a to lineage. Patrick. He's yeah, because I thought it was woof woof. Yeah, things change with time. That's why um, I went bark to be different. But we're also Ryan's dogs because Ryan Thompson made us his dogs, and then things got complicated. But we found out that according to Jesse, based on hierarchy, if Damon becomes one of ryan's dogs then we can all know right? if ryan, ryan becomes, becomes one, one of damon's, damon's dogs, dogs. Yeah, then oh, we yeah. would also become Beyond damon's, damon's dogs, dogs once again but, that however has not happened yet dogs. so I, oh. I gave a courtesy bark damon today. needs cool. to accept ryan into the fold that's exactly what i thought if you were like part of uh ryan thompson's thing you know since it's tea time you're you were a teabagger i thought i thought you you texted this me that is why you're not allowed back on the show what? all right of course uh our show is at phnx underscore dvax don't follow this man he's a bad man he's a bad person and you shouldn't follow him uh but all roads do lead to <laughs> at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook uh we thank you guys so much for your time we appreciate you stopping by and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when patty plantain stops by